0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. Going around
3: the court. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. True love is hard to find. Sometimes
1: you think you have true love and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego and a
3: couple of new people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. We should date.
2: What? Date.
3: I said we should date sometime. You know, socially. Go ahead and kick it. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. <laughs> uh, you're pretty sick, chaps. The Fan.
4: Let's do this final hour during Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a Wednesday. Got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. Statter story coming up here in a couple of moments. I'm going to talk a little NBA. Let Sprague go off. Well, you, you caught me off guard here. I, you weren't ready? I thought you were ready. You're not ready with your takes? I was going to make an open for my Dos Minutos. Oh, and, okay. Well, let's, you try some, let's, yeah, okay. let's try it out. Yeah, okay. Try it out. I'll give you some takes. I, I just sent swag the Trey Young audio, so we'll have the Trey Young audio. Okay. We had an NFL team firing their general manager. We haven't really talked about that yet. I do. I will say I, last night was kind of weird. Tonight's probably going to be the same. I'm, I'm in a weird, like, uh, what do I do with my hands Oh, I enjoy these days. A I lot. mean, I do too. I just it takes like I'm so used to having something every day. When you go through, you know, the baseball playoffs and all that, to college football, the NFL getting into the full swing, blazer games mixed in, it's like mm-hmm. I feel like every day I have something, and I'm like, okay, tonight I got to watch X, Y, and Z, and then last night I was like. Eh. What do I do? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i actually... Uh, yesterday was going to be a day that I thought I was going to watch something, and then my dad came to town, and he likes to see my daughters, which is great. And we hung out, and he went home kind of late. And by the time I get home, I'm like, I need to show, show some show stuff. And it's like 8.45, and I'm right, like... it's already nighttime. I'm not really going to start anything at that yeah. point. So, like, I didn't watch anything. I haven't really dove into Christmas at all. You haven't got in yet? Like, I'm... I'm it's here. I put the lights up. The tree's cut. It's hung. It's... The lights are on that, like... My kids are excited with this Elf on the Shelf bowl. But like personally, I usually am like a Christmas geek and I haven't geeked out at all. I'll do it occasionally when there's like only one game on that I'm kind of passively watching, like a crappy Thursday night game or a Monday night game that I don't really care about. Then I'll be like, hey, honey, you want to watch a Christmas movie? And I'll just put it on the iPad. Sure, but I haven't had that urge. You it's, haven't had the urge yet? No, and it's gotta weird. You got to get into the season, man. I, I know. It'll be here. It'll be gone before we know it. I, tell me about it. It's already I, December 7th. Well aware of it. But like last night, I'm watching Lakers and Cavs on TNT. I mean, on, and then, that's a, you don't need to watch that. That was a good game. Was it a good game? <laughs> what do I do? This what? is why I need my dos minutos. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. Mitchell went for 41. <laughs> Look at that. Way to go, Mitchell. AD <laughs> left because he was sick, so they played small. LeBron had an okay night. And. <laughs> Westbrook's probably the sixth man of the year in the NBA. Did you know that? Ah, I did not know that. They put him to the bench. He's been a revolutionary. Well, how about that? It's been amazing. Is he still shooting 15 times a game? He's not shooting as much. Okay. He's kind of finding a little bit of a, an identity here, but they're not beating any good teams. They're beating a lot of the bad teams. Yeah. Uh, when he starts shooting less than six times a game, I'll give him the award. Anything over six is inexcusable. I think he's averaging like 15 and eight off the bench. Like. Yeah, yeah, He's not buying' it pretty good, not buying it pretty good uh I wanna get to this though to start the final hour, and i I don't like I don't know if this is the full story if there's more to it, how this is gonna end up so i I'm putting all these caveats on this. But we have focused so much in the college football world. Like, I was talking to my brother on the phone yesterday, and he was ranting about, you know, I, I miss college football the way it used to be. Like, you're just bemoaning being the old fuddy-duddy of like transfer portal, all these guys leaving programs. It's like, it's not the way, like, you used to have guys that would come in, you'd see the recruiting class, and then they'd build up for two or three years, and then they'd accomplish something as a team. Like, that's the way college football used to be. And he was bemoaning this as the old fuddy-duddy that he is. Like, I don't like this. All these guys are leaving programs. I don't know how this is all going to work out years from now. I think most people are going to acknowledge this isn't really what was the intended consequence of adding the transfer portal regulation. Like, we kind of thought some guy, hey, gives players the ability to leave. There's over a 1,000 players in the transfer portal right now. I think eventually the pendulum will swing back and players will realize you don't have to just jump at the first sign of trouble or uh, always look for the next opportunity. I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know how this story is going to end up. Seven McGee was one of the first guys from Oregon's football program that entered the portal. Duck fans have not enjoyed Seven McGee post-Duck career. No, it's been. I mean, I the, the weird thing for me is he left. I believe it was before the Washington game, and so you. Were, I mean, you were in the mix for the playoff. He was playing. He was returning kicks. He was returning. You know, he was getting some snaps as a, a slot wide receiver. Like he was seeing the field. He was not buried on the depth chart. Okay, and he just bounced. And I think that was the weird thing for a lot of us. Like, did you just? I get it. You want to go to your next opportunity. You have the ability to freely transfer at the end of the season. Don't you care about being a part of a team? Does that matter to you? No, evidently not. So these guys, once they enter the transfer portal, will will tweet out they love doing it. I've re, I received an offer from X school. It's like their high school recruits all over again. Oregon has sent out offers to, you know, transfer prospects. There's a corner from Alabama that they've offered. Dorian Singer from Arizona randomly entered the portal after I thought Arizona had a pretty good year and they're building momentum. Oregon's offered him a scholarship. He's tweeting out offered, you know, received an offer. So with that in mind, Seven McGee has tweeted out three scholarship offers that he's received. Now, again, I don't know if there's more offers behind the scenes that he hasn't acknowledged. I don't know if he's going to end up in one of these three schools. I just feel like this needs to be pointed out. The three schools that 7 McGee has received, according to his Twitter profile, that he's received an offer from are Nevada, UMass, and Florida A&M. Not, not great. Like This, to me, is the existential problem of the transfer portal, is that these guys have the belief that, that there are bigger and better things, that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. And again, maybe 7 McGee ends up at Oklahoma next year, and he has a great year. I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. But I, he seems like the kind of guy that if he was getting big time offers from Power Five programs, he would be immediately tweeting them out and saying, "I've received an offer." He's posting all these highlights of his practice tape on Twitter. You know, saying, "I just need an opportunity. I just need an opportunity." It's like, dude, you had an opportunity. You were playing. You weren't first on the depth chart. You were receiving playing time. And now, according to your Twitter, the three offers you got are Nevada, UMass, and Florida. Am well. Here, here's the tough part, though, Dirt. Um, and you know, your brothers point is interesting because i've had other people kind of share the sentiment of this has changed it in a big way what i would say is so we want to go back to pretending we know anything about high school football players because <laughs> most of us don't no uh, i don't blame your brother for the opinion you know to me this is like it's a little bit of twofold here one i think a lot of these players are making the decision based on i just want to play i want a legit shot umass is one of the worst programs to ever exist I'm not saying Seven McGee's going to go out and UMass is going to be good, but Seven McGee might have an opportunity at UMass to go rush for like 1,400 yards. <laughs> and, and, and maybe that helps his pro prospects. Maybe it doesn't do anything to him. But I think some of this is just about playing time. You go to lesser programs, you don't get as much notoriety, but damn it, do you get the football? And sometimes getting the football is what ultimately gives you the payday. The second thing is, I think this is free agency. This isn't high school recruiting. This is free agency. College football is the minor league of the NFL. It's just now they've leaned into it. And so to me, I see these kids hitting the transfer portal, and you know, I'm talking to people that are, this quarterback could go there, and this quarterback's looking here, and what's this guy going to do? I just think it's free agency. Who's going to come and give me the best offer? Playing time, endorsements, NIL, all that stuff, who is it going to be? I can't fault any of them for hitting the portal. I would kind of more push back on the people that said, I don't think we intended it for it to be this way. I would say, what did you expect then? Did you think like 100 kids a year were only going to do this and maybe cap it out at 500? It's 500 or not. But But like if money's going to get, if Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison's exist. See, and I get those guys. I get that. That's not not 7 McGee. He's not getting an NIL deal at UMass. But 7 McGee doesn't have that sentiment. He doesn't share your feelings on him. He views himself as, I think, an Addison. A Caleb, a guy that if he's given oh, he a legit shot, he for sure does. Yeah, that's right. It. I think a lot of these guys do, and and a lot of them don't get to where they're at if they don't have this internal belief that probably started in middle school when they were running all over Brandon Sprague's of the world. So <laughs> I can't really fault these players. A lot of them aren't going to find homes. They're going to go play JUCO or they're you know lower division two football. It's going to happen. You know what? Nobody was sitting there having open ended conversations about decisions I made in college. I know I didn't matter to the point of these players, but college kids, high school kids. I, I, I had a niece that she went to Central uh, Washington, and it was a big deal for her For her immediate family. That's a big deal for her to do that. Mm-hmm. She came home in a week. Now, I don't agree with the move. I think, you know, you get homesick, you should go through it. Fight through it, yeah. She made the decision. It's her decision. Let her live with those consequences. Like, I'm just done caring about how many players are in the portal. I don't care. I just want my team to go get the best players, and the other players... They're going to have to figure that out. Whether they have to sit a year and then get somewhere, or go play at a lesser division, I, 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 I just don't care. And so, Seven McGee's probably looking out for his interest here. It's not about an IL. It's about touches. How many touches can I get at UMass? I'd imagine a lot more. You're going to get a lot of touches than what you're going to get, <laughs> get in Eugene. So, I, 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 I think we need to view this differently. We're viewing this as like, yeah, some problematic thing. I. Yeah, I I understand why people are frustrated. You lose a player after a year. Oregon State doesn't want to lose a Damian Martinez, but... Mm -hmm. This is it's it's gonna work itself out, and kids are just gonna have to learn to live with their consequences. Well, and th- I think that's a, like I agree with the sentiment you're bringing up. Like these are you know their kids, and everybody, every kid doesn't have you know people helping them or advising them, or you. We all got to make decisions for ourselves, and everybody has a different path to end up where they're going. I, I I think the point that you brought up at the end there is what I'm wondering is that is is how long will it take for there to be a course correction? Because I do think it will come. There, there's going to be guys like this that are leaving major power five programs, and you can say. That hey, I want. I don't want to just point out seven McGee here. There's a lot of guys that are in this category. He's just the one that I saw on Twitter. I saw somebody tweet out like, "Are these the only offers that he's getting?" I was like, "What offers is he getting?" I went and looked at his Twitter profile. I'm like, "That's it. That's all he's tweeting out." Um, But you can't be surprised by these offers. I mean, I mean, if you would have asked me when he entered the transfer portal, will a Power Five school offer him a scholarship? I would say yes. If he doesn't go the whole cycle without getting a Power Five scholarship offer. Like, is that really what you wanted when you entered the transfer portal? I think a lot of these guys, to your point, view themselves as Jordan Addison, Caleb Williams, these guys that are, hey, I'm going to enter the portal, I'm going to have USC and Miami and Florida and Alabama calling me and wanting me to come play. Like, dude, you weren't good enough to play on a 9-3 and three Oregon team. You think Georgia's going to roll over to come get you? Like, I highly doubt that that's yeah, going to happen. That's time you were a four-star recruit. <laughs> because you were yeah. a four-star recruit three years ago? Like, right. that's not the way that the world works. And so I th- that's the part of it that I'm wondering, like, if if these guys had the hindsight of these are the offers that were available for me on the table, would I have actually entered the transfer portal? And I do think there will become a course correction because everybody believes in themselves. Everybody probably thinks that they're better than they actually are. And they think that there's a better opportunity waiting. And we have learned time and time and time and time again. But that that's not the case. There's not always a better opportunity waiting. You were just frustrated in the moment. You acted out and said, I want to leave. And then now you got to face the consequences. But I do think there will be a course correction in this, whether it takes three or four years, of some pretty high-profile guys that go into the portal, go through this, like, don't end up getting a big-time scholarship offer, and you went from playing Power 5 football to playing for Florida AM. and And, again, to your point, maybe that's all that matters to you and you're going to get 20 touches a game at Florida A&M. But I think a lot of these guys enter the portal thinking, the cliche, the grass is going to be greener on the other side, and I'm going to go play big-time Power 5 football and get a lot of touches. And that's not necessarily waiting for everybody. I think the other thing coaches have to balance on this is how many players enter and then come back because they didn't get the NIL offer they thought or they get the scholarship offer for another team they thought. Like I. Am I wrong in saying 7 McGee did this he with He entered the, the portal, portal eyes, last right? year. When, landing, when Mario left, he entered the transfer portal, and Lanning was like, dude, let me talk to you for a second. And he talked to him, and he took his name out. And I think you're going to get – I think that's the other part of this that doesn't get reported on. I'd like to see somebody that covers this stuff. Like, dig into the players that choose to enter the portal but ultimately go back to their school after, like, a couple months. Yeah. I bet you that's a little higher than you think. I, I, again, you can't blame the kids. I don't know about big names. You said big names. And when you say big names, I am thinking, like, actual players who get touches and talked about. Seven McGee, no disrespect, meant a four-star prospect. Duck fans excited when he got there. Hasn't really done much. It's I mean, not really is. a name to me outside of it. it's just a cool, unique name. If you weren't a fan of Oregon, it, they didn't follow Oregon football, you would have never probably heard the name. Right. So, But if you're talking about, uh, you know, Bo Nix's of the world, name recognition yeah. that way. Yeah. I, I don't think those guys will ever go without getting an offer. I just think those guys will always find a home. It's the next levels. It's it's um, uh, the Pittmans, the McGees. It's it's those kinds of guys that you know them. They're, they were highly recruited recruits at high school, but they don't really produce the level that maybe you thought they would, and so they look elsewhere, and, and look at that. Pittman goes from, hey, he could be our number one receiver in Oregon to three years later, he's the third receiver at Florida State. Some yeah. of that stuff just works itself out. Yeah, you are who you are as a player. No matter where you're playing, your chances and opportunities will probably be the same. I don't, we'll see how that works out. I don't mean to just make an example of Seven McGee. There's a 1,000 players that are in the transfer portal. I just found that interesting. I mean, you're going from a Power 5 school, and the only offers, at least that he's tweeted out, that he's gotten so far are Nevada, Florida, A&M, and UMass. And I can't imagine when he entered the portal, that's what he thought would be uh, the landscape. So we'll keep an eye on that, see how it works out. Let's get to your favorite segments. favorite segment, Satter story next on the-
5: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Crunch the numbers.
4: There's 6,127 students at Adams, 58% of which are girls. So, so that's 7,107.32 boobs. <laughs>
3: Break the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Is it a stat or a story? Evidence based on all prowess is inadmissible, in case you didn't know. This is Stat or Story, a monumental judgment call with Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Come on, don't mess. The Fan.
4: All right, Stat or Story time. Here at 820 on a Wednesday. We'll get some NBA notes at the bottom of the hour. We had a GM fire to the NFL, too. That was kind of random yesterday. Yeah, that one came out of left field. That, that organization doesn't normally do things like that. No, it? no. But, you know, the way that they lost us money this weekend, boy, oh, boy, did the Tennessee Titans screw me financially. I'm okay with it. I kind of it. How do you it? not cover a 14-and-a-half-point teaser? Let's How? not let's not derail. Sad story. For that. They, they had some whiffs too in their drafting. Yeah, they have. And they traded a guy who torched them this weekend. Maybe that's why he got fired. He's been a monster.
1: So uh, what do we got today, swag? Uh, your first number is fifteen. Fifteen. Is it the number of years since an Oregon State football coach was last recognized by the conference's coach of the year before Jonathan Smith just won? We just looked at this. Oh no! Or is <laughs> it the number of different flavors available? When Cosmic Bliss Ice Cream opens its first uh, scoop shop in Portland tomorrow?
4: Uh, I feel like, bear with me here, it's going to be longer than 15 years. So 15 years ago would put you, what, 2007? <clears throat> yes. God, I graduated high school 15 years ago. Uh, Sent 08, I don't think it would have been Riley, because they didn't win the conference. They ended up losing the Civil War that year. No, but remember, like like Smith, when you have a really good year in Corvallis, it does mean a lot. Yeah, but they were already they had been good for like a decade leading into that. I think it's a little bit different than this year's Oregon State where 9-3 was good enough. It's a story. You know it's longer than 15 years? It's a story. Or is it more recent than 15 years? It wouldn't have been 09. 09 had to have been Chip. I'm gonna go story longer than 15 years.
1: It's a story. It was 2008, 14 years ago.
4: 2008. It was 2008, huh? Yep. Even though they didn't win the conference? I told but I I tried to tell you without saying Uh, it. They lost the Civil War by 40 points at home with a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. Remember all the Beaver fans showing up with roses in their mouth? Remember that? You guys remember that game? That was a lot of fun. You want to hit them or you want me to come over? (laughs) Jeremiah Johnson running wild. What did Oregon score? Like 65 points in that game?
1: (laughs) What's the story, Swag? Uh the story is Cosmic uh, Bliss, the ice cream shop from Eugene that was known uh, for its uh, uh, vegan ice cream. Vegan. I'm just
4: I'm just glad that finally after all these years he mentions O8. Hey, I'm glad we have both taken turns beating the other team without needing a quarterback. Yeah. You have, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but they're
4: going to open and a um, out of the Rose Bowl potentially. This was uh, year 2008. It it's yeah. My segment. Damn right, it. Shut right, up. Shut up. Uh, shut <laughs> up. Mad about him winning coach of the year, didn't you? Uh, Jonathan Smith, no, Mike Riley, yeah. I am a little upset about that. I can tell, I am a little upset. So petty. I'm gonna go look at my Pac 12 2008 standings, I'll give you a better (laughs) option
1: anyway. Just down the road in the Pearl District, uh, Cosmic Bliss opening up its first scoop shop in Portland tomorrow, uh, over there on Northwest 10th. So they now have uh, both dairy and plant-based flavors. So there's 15. There's Mm. seven that are uh, grass-fed, including hazelnut fudge crunch.
4: Mmm, that sounds delicious. Uh,
1: Banana caramel flambe. Oh, man. Flambe. Dirt Dirt loves the banana. I do love it. I just ate a banana. Uh, The plant-based flavors include sweet cherry amaretto, Uh, Mint Chip Galactica, Legendary Cookie Dough, Sea Salt, Caramel, Chocolate, and others. Okay. Have you guys had plant-based ice cream? I have not.
4: But if there was anything that
1: was going to be vegan that I might try, you might get me to try ice cream. Why did you just scream that at me? I, I'm not. I'm projecting. He's a projector. I did
4: not. No. I'm curious. Some of those flavors actually sound like they could make pretty good ice Yeah, so it's down
1: uh, yeah. uh, on Northwest 10th here in the Pearl. Okay. Tomorrow so you, it opens up in the afternoon sometime. Okay.
4: Let me ask you this. How much does your ice cream consumption drop in the winter? it doesn't it doesn't no really well what's your hold on what's your
1: i don't i don't go a ton but no my my craving for ice cream at some point when i which is one of the the sweets or the desserts that i crave the most no, it's, it's completely random. It doesn't have anything to do with the weather outside necessarily. Yeah, I'm not
4: a season-based ice cream guy. I just don't eat ice cream, really. I love ice cream. I love it, but that's why I don't eat it. It just hits different in the summer, does it not? Like, you get done, you eat, maybe you're out to dinner. Yeah. There's an ice cream place. You grab it. You're walking Ooh. around on a nice summer evening eating some ice cream. Have you ever had a blanket wrapped around you in front of a fire with a nice bowl of, like, a sundae? <laughs> it's pretty nice. I- by the way, Mike Bellotti got hosed in 2008. No, he didn't. Hosed. Built, not bought. Stop. Your next so number Pico. is
1: 21. 21. Is it the age of Portuguese international Goncalo Ramos, the youngest player since Pelé in 1958 to score a hat trick in a FIFA World Cup knockout stage game? Isn't it Pelé? I thought it was Pelé. It's Pele. Pele. All right. Are you saying Pele? Pele. Mind. Is it the no, or is it the number of? camels? I've never heard it said Pele. Uh, I haven't either.
4: It's like,
1: uh, it's, uh, is it the number of camels that participated in the? I gotta see if I can pronounce this. The Zion World Cup Camel Pageant just outside of Doha, Qatar, uh, with the uh, winning camel claiming a fifty-five thousand dollars first prize. You said eight camels. Twenty-one.
4: Twenty. Your number is twenty-one. 21? I think yeah. this is a. I think this is a stat. You think or you yeah? Know. I mean, I'm a genius. It's a stat. Uh, I'm gonna follow you. That's a lot of camel toes, but I'm gonna follow you there. Is it like a camel beauty contest? Yes. Like,
1: okay. Not like a camel race. No, not a camel race. Camel, okay. camel pageant. I, I feel like those like the buzzers coming, but I'm following you. It's gonna be a ding. Told you. Yep. Yeah. Twenty-one year old. <clears throat> with uh, Is anybody
4: still watching the World Cup? <laughs>
1: Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people. We'll get some uh, Friday and Saturday are the quarterfinal matches. So. I don't know who uh, Portugal. England France will be fun Saturday who morning. Who did Portugal play yesterday? I watched uh, Ronaldo get a couple uh, of Portugal took apart Switzerland six one. They eviscerated them. Yes, and that was because of Goncalo Ramos uh, with a hat trick there. I,
4: I based on how you said Pele, I don't think I believe your name pronunciations anymore. All right, whatever.
1: Pele. <laughs> You've honestly heard You're it. You're a said- soccer guy. Yeah. You are a soccer guy. You yeah, heard Yeah, I've Pelé? heard it that. Uh, okay. uh, no, there was a uh, there was a uh, camel pageant show just outside of uh, Doha, uh, the where most of the World Cup is being played. And yes, uh, there were 15 camels there that were all dressed up and bedazzled and what have you. And uh, the winner got fifty five thousand dollars for first prize. I guess uh, going to the camel pageant. I have no interest. Camels
4: are actually mean SOBs. <laughs> they spit a lot. They spit at you. There's a farm that takes in, like, abandoned animals. or You're right there, Dirk. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. okay. And uh, there's a farm out near, uh, you remember where, uh, uh, damn it. Sandalia's yes. out in that area. Yeah. Yeah. They're There's...
1: camels or llamas out there?
4: No, no, no. So it's a it's a refuge farm and they've got got them all. And they've okay. got these. We have soup. camels that live in Oregon. Dude, they got these two big humped camels. They uh, are the meanest <laughs> little nasty. bastards ever. Would they you want a two hump or a noises. one hump camel? Oh, uh, you gotta do a two hump camel. You want to sit in between the humps? Yeah. Well, no, you don't sit in between. You sit on the hump.
1: There was also a prize, uh... <laughs> Don't you sit on the hump? I hope not. There was also a prize for the uh, the camel that produced the most milk. What are the you into, milk, man? One 15,000 real. Wait a minute. What are
4: you doing in your spare time? I need to look at control. it. In a two-hump camel? You're not sitting on a hump. You're sitting on the hump. No, no, no you're, you're sitting between you're the humps. You're sitting between the humps. No, I'm looking at people on one-hump camels. They're <laughs> sitting on the hump. Well, there's only one hump. You only got one place to sit. I'm what talking to two-humper. On two humper, you're sitting in between. Yeah, you're right. You're saddling the humps. You're right. Yeah. Well, hey, look, I've never ridden a camel. What are you coming at me? He he called them Pele. He did, yeah. And I know he's drawing attention away from that because he hates when he's called out on this, but it's Pele. Pele!
1: Your final number is 132. Okay. Is it the number of times Aaron Judge was walked in 2022? What are you into? What a
4: question. (laughs) You into sitting on humps, huh?
1: Or is it the number of years ago the U.S. patent, first U.S. patent, was issued For a spun sugar or cotton candy machine, finally making it affordable for the average citizen as today is National Cotton Candy Day. I'm
4: not going to lie. I've been thinking about camel toes for the last 90 seconds, so I missed all of that. I'm just going to go story. I'm going to go story. Story. Gut reaction. Story.
1: Yeah, story. Look
4: look at at that. that. Yes, Aaron
1: Judge was walked 111 times. Uh, this past season where he won the MVP and uh, just got paid off this morning with a $360 million uh, contract. Uh, This is from uh, National Day Calendar. Yes, today is National Cotton Candy Day, which seems odd since usually you have cotton candy at all your summer fairs. But uh, the first patent was issued in 1890. Uh, So there was a dentist, William Morrison, and a confectioner, John C. Wharton, who invented the machine-spun cotton candy here in the United States. And uh, then they uh, went to the 1904 World's Fair and uh, sold 68,000 boxes of it for 25 cents a box. Before that, it goes back into the medieval times, 13, 14 hundreds in Europe. But it was a very labor-intensive process and was only uh, available for the aristocrats of the day. Ah. And so they came up uh, here in the States to mid- take it to the masses.
4: Cotton candy's been around that long, huh? Yeah. How about that? I, I, like like cotton-
1: I like cotton candy,
4: but it's just... I'm out on cotton candy. I can't do it. It's too messy. It's, it's too so messy. Sweet. I don't like the... the yeah, yeah too sweet. It's too sweet. Everything gets sticky. You gotta use the chopsticks. It's like when you eat Cheetos. You gotta eat Cheetos with chopsticks. It's and your hands don't get the dust. You don't want to lick your fingers? No. Do you know where your hands go? I mean, you wash your hands before you eat the
1: Cheetos. Are the kids big uh, cotton candy fans? Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, might as well be crack
4: cocaine. These kids are junkies for cotton candy. <laughs> That's got to be the go-to kids, Now, when they get the big
1: thing on the paper cone and they spin it all up, you know, you, how much of that are they actually eating?
4: I mean, you have to stop your kid. You can't allow your kid to eat all of that. We don't do it often. Like, my kids right. have had it, like, twice. Mm-hmm. But, man, do they ask for it all the time. It's the only reason they want to go to events with me. They want to go to a Blazer game so I can get some cotton candy. They know there's a guy with a bunch of <laughs> cotton candy sticks walking around. I still want to get to... I want... I, I have a challenge. I have a show challenge. Okay. Pele. I want you to find a broadcast that says his name Pele <laughs> Find not proof. Pele. Find evidence. Because I'm sorry. I think you're oracling this one. I think you said it wrong and you realize it, but now you're digging in. I think we should use this as a poll question. Just typing it out phonetically. Okay. Okay. Pele? Pe- like P A Y L A Y. Pele. Or Pele. How would you? P E H? P U H? Yeah, P U H. Pele. 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 Something like that. Swag's on the hunt already. He's Googling. He really is. He's Googling. He's, he's probably going to win? <sighs> okay, well, there you go. Sadder story. How about that? Camels? Cotton candy? That was, <laughs> was well rounded today, Swag. three, three and a day, too. Three and a day. Yeah. Dominated the dojo. Not bad. Well, you got it wrong because you don't know Mike Riley. I still can't believe Mike Riley won 2008 Coach of the Year. That pisses me off. That chaps my ass. They had a good year that
1: year. Of all the things today, like... Your giant's blowing it on Judge. I'm
4: taking out my anger on other issues. The you know? transfer portal.
1: He's bent about the Pac-12 coach of the year 14 somebody, years ago. Somebody said, I want Dirt's 2008
4: random Pac-12 tweets. <laughs> we need to unearth these. <laughs> what kind of content were you putting out there in
1: 2008?
4: God knows, man. Bilotti won 10 games. What are we doing here? I think that was his last year, too. It we was. didn't send him out on top.
1: No. Once. Oh, did he parlay that into the Nebraska job?
4: No, that was Bilotti's last year. Oh, it was Bilotti's Bilotti, last year. Bilotti,
1: yeah. That was, the chip took over in
4: 2009. That was it. No, Riley hung around. Before for, his pension on a cocktail napkin became. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. What a great life he's lived. What a good life, man. Mike Bilotti. Good life. Okay, let's get to a couple of basketball notes uh, because one player and
0: coach are not getting along and I find it interesting. We'll talk about that next. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
4: any luck swag he says give me a minute a he, he still doesn't have it he's hunting police uh, is what i gotta say to that pele baby uh didn't pele just no he's he was going to they said he, okay. he was in perch. the hospital he had covid okay. pretty bad but i his- didn't want to kill him off no uh, his medicine he took some medicine i Good. think he's responded well so far But I know he was pretty sick, pretty close. Hey, you know what? We're pulling for you, Pele. Pele. Come on. Uh, Some news out of college football. Purdue's head coach, Jeff Brom. Purdue was just in the Big Ten championship game because they're stupid and they didn't eliminate divisions. Uh, Jeff Brom is leaving to become the new coach at Louisville. He's going back. That's another one people mispronounce. It's Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Yeah, not one, not Louisville. One and a half syllables. <laughs> Louisville. 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 Although I probably have better chance of finding them saying Louisville on a broadcast than Swag has it Palais. Yeah, you definitely would. So, like, it's wrong, but, <laughs> but it could be right, whereas Swag just made that up. Louisville. Uh, that's a bummer for Purdue. Purdue's kind of a. I I like Purdue. As a faraway program? Why? I don't know. I, they're, I like the Boilermakers. It's a cool mascot. They have a train that comes out on their field. Did you see? I, I like that too. I like the train Boilermaker name. Did you see the tracks? Yeah, on the, the helmet. The the I think they got cool uniforms. Yeah, that was pretty badass. I'm pro Purdue. It's Purdue, right? That had uh, Jean Katie and their court was elevated and they yes. sat below it, right? Yes. For years I hated that court. Why? It bothered me. Immensely. The elevated court and the players heads are like barely peeking out on top. I that that makes my skin crawl and I can't explain why other than real hoopers know. What am I, sitting in a basement and you just call my number? It's like a dugout. You don't want to be like a baseball player for a game? No. You got to climb up the stairs? That was always a cool thing when you played baseball. When you actually played at a stadium with a dugout, it felt so cool. Do you ever wonder why in baseball everybody in the dugout when they're batting is standing up at the fence and not sitting down below? Because sitting down below blows. I'm pro dugout. Give me, the, give me the elevated floor. I love the Final Four. When you get the coaches that got to like sit on the stool on the side of the floor and the floor is elevated, come on, it's like a big arena. It feels like a real problem, like a real hazard. Like, now hey, that is a good point. You yeah. dove for that ball and then there's you fell six feet. There's a health hazard there. There's no doubt about that. Hey, what's going on with Trey Young and Nate McMillan? Why is Trey Young being such a little bitch? Because he hates his coaches routinely. This is the second coach now. He ran Lloyd Pierce right out of that job a couple years ago. Nate was on that staff, took it over. They won. And here he is again, another coach, another problem. I I don't think anybody that really follows the NBA is surprised by this stuff. But Trey Young had quite the back and forth. There's a reporter out in Atlanta. He finally shows up to practice. He misses the Friday game. There's this big beef between him and Nate. And for those who didn't see, he didn't show up to the game on He Friday. did not show up and he was not suspended McMillan didn't tell him to not show up he did not show up to a game he did not show up he's the guy that got the 200 million dollar contract and he doesn't show up as the face of the franchise Media comes into the practice and what he was initially asked "Yo, like where were you he says well it's a private matter that was the first question this is the start of the second okay. question take a listen to this back and forth with this local Atlanta report but what's public was that you not at the game so why weren't you there
3: Man, it's not you. Uh, it's not you at me, bro. Uh, I'm curious. I mean,
0: you're leader of this team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard for people who don't know the full situation to to understand it. So, I mean, it's like I said, it's a private matter again, and it made public, which was unfortunate. Um, and if it was stayed private it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal but uh, like I said it's unfortunate and my, my job and my goal is to, to win a championship and that's all I focus on
2: but you can see the perception though Trey you are a leader of this team and when you're not there to support yeah, your you, guys when you're,
0: when you're an outside guy like you are you don't understand in a private matter in a private situation uh, <laughs> you should probably stay on the outside and like I said it's unfortunate that everybody has to understand and, and know a little bit of the details that went on inside but um, I mean inside here we're all good and uh, I mean, if you got any more questions about that, then you can you can talk to somebody else about it. That's all I got to say about it. Again, I respect what you're saying about the, the, the private of, of, of the locker
4: room, the private of the practice core. We're not here. I guess it's just a public thing. If you're not going to support your teammates when you're healthy about not going on the bench. So oh, where's the disconnect there? If I was healthy, I would have been playing. But, I mean, John was in a boot, and he was still at the game. Yeah, but you
0: don't know the full story. Again, again, no, I don't story. want to. So that's
4: just, there's more to it. If you're being healthy, just I mean, a private matter needs to stay private. Yikes, dude. Yikes. It's a public matter because you didn't show up to the game. You're the face of a franchise. And like, you no-showed a game. Yeah. It's, um. you know, this was one of the big red flags a couple of years ago. Yeesh. They won the game too, by the way. Uh, game seven, Boston and Cleveland when LeBron was still in Cleveland. Kyrie straight didn't show up for game seven. Just nobody knew, and then he put out that he has like some nose thing, but nobody really knew about it. It was a really weird story. This is what it reminds me of, and I'm not saying Trey is Kyrie. I'm not going, but what I do kind of wonder, though, is it's hard to be a leader. It's hard to be the face of a franchise. I I think in some ways he's done a pretty good job in Atlanta, Um, but in other ways here with relationships, interpersonal relationships with your coaches – Buddy, you're going on your second coach where you're having a problem like this. You're going to win because you have the contract and the coaches are expendable. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be mad at reporters for pressing. You keep saying, well, it's, pr- it's a- you don't know the story. We're literally asking for the story. Tell us the story, then, if we don't know the story. The story is as simple as he doesn't like his coach. And he doesn't like the way things are going for him. And when he's in that spot, he's going to choose to do what he wants to do. And so... um, it's interesting what Atlanta's going to be doing here the next – because they started out pretty well. They kind of came down to earth a little bit. You mentioned they won that game that he didn't show up to. Maybe Denver, too, of all teams. <clears throat> That's a good win for them. Um, but, yeah, yeah that – that's just another example of like, hey, it's nice to have a superstar that isn't a diva. Yeah, you get a lot of those reminders throughout the course of the season. I Talk about the poor way to handle this. I mean, people know that this is a thing because you no-showed the game. If you just come and sit on the bench like, hey, I'm not going to play tonight because I'm pissed at you, Nate McMillan. You just say, hey, I rolled my ankle. Like, you can say whatever the hell you want. I'm under the weather. That's why I'm not playing. Nobody's really asking a follow-up when you no-show. And then you complain that reporters aren't on the inside. They don't know the full story while they're trying to ask you, well, then what is the full story? And you keep saying, well, you're not on the inside, so you don't know. That's a really, really bad look, man. I I saw that he wasn't playing. I didn't know the whole backstory behind it. And uh, good for that reporter for continuing to ask follow-up questions because he looks like a total D-bag out of this. Well, the reporter is now basically never going to get a question answered again. Trey Young is yeah. going to hate that guy. He will sure. hate that guy until he gets traded by Atlanta, which will eventually happen. But uh, until then, Godspeed to that reporter. Uh, let's close it up next on The Fam. Pele. Thought he could just sneak it in and nobody would notice. We did do a little uh, voice generated type in there. Yes, he did. Where did we find that Pele? Oh, that was I right, just voice. went
1: searching how to pronounce Pele, and there you go. Pele,
4: it's Pele. Pele, say it. Pele. She's saying it more like us.
1: No, she's not. Listen.
4: Pele. It's Pele. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it! You oracle did. It. It's okay. All right, let's be honest here. Yeah, have you ever heard somebody call him out, or did you just misspeak and then try and cover your uh, tracks? It's okay to no, admit. It. It's okay. I've heard you can it admit it's that way. We're in the trust tree here. I've done a show with you. When did you start doing this show with us? Do you remember what year that was? Because I don't. Was it fourteen? Was it fifteen? I Sixteen? Uh, I think when, that's when we moved went 10 to, to noon,
1: the Nooner, the Nooner show, <laughs> the Nooner show. Yeah. We were,
4: uh, what were you? Hot route, Audible, hot, hot, hot hard count. count, hard
1: count. That's what we were.
4: Yeah. I was like, can we just be dirt and spray? No, you need that hard count and it. There's only two hours, man, hard count. We used to work two hours a day. And we not, did. Isn't that crazy? And our money didn't change. Good times. And we were mad about it. I. Don't, why were we mad about that? I don't know. I, I'll do a one-hour show gladly now if that's what you want to pay me to do. Well, and we have 78's the only hour that's evidently worth listening to, according to some listeners. <laughs> All we got, and I'm out here fighting for an extra hour. I'm like, hey, yeah. I want to work
3: an hour longer. What the
4: hell is the matter with you? Have you looked at a paycheck recently? <laughs> I, yes, I have. It's it's not you want to work more. It's not fun. Um, What's the matter with you? No, I've I've been doing a show with you for a long time. I'm pretty certain Pele's name's been brought up a handful. I've never heard you say Pele. <laughs> never. Look at you. You know it <laughs> He's too. Giggling. He knows. He knows. He knows. You know when you know. I love that you slipped that in going the break. <laughs> <laughs> Palet. What? What the hell was Pal-ay. that? Didn't even give us. A, didn't even give it a chance to respond. Nobody talking about that topic anymore, and you just slip it in uh, right before the break. Well done. Yeah, uh, I, everybody take. Go. Everybody take a couple of moments today to Google Connor Williams because he was on display again last night. We had a listener send this to us, and I want to thank that listener because I need a seven foot, four hundred and eighty pound man in my life. There is a center that plays. For St. John Fisher, which evidently is a college, okay, and he is seven feet, listed at like three sixty-eight, which is yeah, in your bra, yeah, quite literally, big boy. He's got some moves though. He's got some dimes. He can shoot. He can shoot. He can stretch the floor. Google Connor Williams today and thank me later. Big snacks. Big snacks. We just call him Big Snacks on the street. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, if you missed any of the show, you can go check the podcast at ten eighty thefancom at Dirt and Spreagan at ten eighty the fan. Tomorrow we have a horrible Thursday night game, do we? What's the Thursday game? Raiders and Rams. Underrated. Baker might play. Baker not knowing. <laughs> are that? you going to try and sell Is me that Raiders that the and only Rams thing that tomorrow? Makes it interesting. Are you going to try and sell me that? The Raiders are playing better football last couple weeks. I mean, can we acknowledge that? You got Baker Mayfield knowing ten plays is that I can't wait to uh, this evening ask my kids if they want to go outside and play. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Thanks for being a part of our Wednesday. Colin is next Listen to listening to 1080
3: The Face.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.